Ed Peters, and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We move on today to the 28th chapter of Matthew, focusing on verses 1 through 4, the resurrection of Jesus. Since none of the four Gospels give all of the details of the resurrection, they need to be combined to get the total picture regarding the order of events. Here is a helpful note in the Schofield Reference Bible that does this for us. Here is that note. Three women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, start for the tomb, followed by other women bearing spices. The three find a stone rolled away, and Mary Magdalene goes to tell the disciples. Mary the mother of James draws nearer to the tomb and sees the angel of the Lord. She goes back to meet the other women following with the spices. Meanwhile, Peter and John, warned by Mary Magdalene, arrive, look in, and go away. Mary Magdalene returns, weeping, sees the two angels, and then Jesus, and goes, as he told her, to tell the disciples. Mary, the mother of James, meanwhile, has met the women with the spices, and returning with them, they see the two angels. They also receive the angelic message, and going to seek the disciples are met by Jesus. This, then, is the order of the events on that resurrection morning. Now, here are verses 1 through 4 of Matthew chapter 28. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning. His clothes was brilliant white. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and fell into a dead faint.
here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. The Sabbath had ended and it was early Sunday morning when several women went to the tomb where Jesus had been laid. They knew its location since they had witnessed Joseph and Nicodemus burying Jesus on Friday late afternoon. Evidently, the women went to anoint Jesus' body for burial. Matthew describes it this way. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb of Jesus. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook like dead men. Matthew 28, 1-4 The angel who appeared as a young man dressed in pure white rolled back the stone. In fact, there were several angelic beings. Matthew mentions only one. The stone was rolled back to open the tomb, not to let Jesus out, but to let humans in. Luke reports that the women walked into the burial tomb and found it empty. I wonder what they thought. Apparently, the empty tomb left them wondering. Something was very wrong here. Evidently, before the women arrived, the guards saw the angels and were frightened to death. They were confronted with another dimension, the dimension of the spirit or the dimension of eternity. They had never seen beyond the material before. After a while, when they got hold of themselves, the guards left to report what had happened. The women arrived at the tomb and found it vacated. Jesus' body was gone. I say it left them wondering. That evidently did not suggest to them that Jesus had arisen. The empty tomb only perplexed them. It didn't even jar their memory to remind them of what Jesus had said. It wasn't until they were confronted with the angelic messenger that they remembered Jesus' words about his resurrection. Actually, what satisfied the men and women was not the empty tomb, but an encounter with the risen Christ. It was a meeting with Jesus that moved from Easter facts to Easter faith. Sadly, many people substitute Easter facts for an encounter with Christ. The empty tomb, the grave clothes, the passed-out soldiers, even the angels are great Easter facts, but they leave a person unchanged. It's like Christmas. It's easier to focus on the shepherds, the sheep, the wise men, the star, the manger and the straw than on Jesus, the Savior of the world. Those Christmas facts will do nothing unless they lead us to an encounter with Jesus, the Savior. Similarly, the Easter facts will do nothing unless they lead us to an encounter with the living Jesus himself. Finally, every other sign of Easter is inadequate. What turned that Easter Sunday morning from a day of depression to one of unspeakable joy was a meeting with the risen Jesus. If we can evaluate all the miracles, I would say that the resurrection of Jesus is the greatest. Jesus constantly faced the question, what would convince his people that he was the Messiah? Certainly his miracles constituted his messianic credentials. 
but even those did not convince most of the Jews. They demanded greater and greater signs. Finally, what did Jesus do? In Matthew 12, 39-40, it is recorded that Jesus referred the Pharisees and the teachers of the law to Jonah's experience with death in the fish. But he came back to the living in three days. Jesus was appealing to his resurrection as the final and greatest sign. Perhaps these leaders, when Jesus was crucified and buried, wondered about Jesus' earlier words about Jonah. So they put a guard posted there for three days. On another occasion, when they asked for a sign, Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. He was speaking, of course, about the temple of his body. The resurrection is the greatest sign. No other religious leader can claim that distinction and prove it. There are many famous burial places of famous religious leaders. There are the pyramids, the Taj Mahal, Muhammad's tomb in Medina, even Westminster Abbey in London. All those pyramids, graves, crypts, vaults, and tombs have one thing in common. They contain bodies. The bodies are dead, some for centuries. There is no need to talk to them. They cannot respond. They are dead leaders and nothing more. But Jesus is alive. And back to Matthew. The angel who appeared to the women at the tomb that Sunday morning is described by Matthew in the words, His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. Matthew 28.3 Matthew struggles to describe the angel like lightning and white as snow. This is often the case when man gets a glimpse of the eternal. Language is insufficient to describe the dimension of God. God is associated with indescribable light. On the other hand, hell is infinite, indescribable blackness of darkness. When Jesus was raised, heaven opened, and angels came down to tell us humans that the Savior had overcome death and the grave, and so may we when we take his eternal life as a gift.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H, after California, 93263, USA.